Previously, on Wormwood, Rachel Nolan went home to look in on her little brother Dexter, where she found the town librarian, Lynette Bradley, in the house, comforting her distraught mother with a drug-laced cup of tea. Rachel struggled to protect her brother from the one adult she had been right to fear. Jacob Kidder snuck out of the room and startled Rachel and Dexter as they rushed out of their house. And now, tonight, the horror and sadness of the two teenagers will reach its breaking point. Tragedy forced Dr. Xander Crow down the dark pathways of the occult, and he was transformed. Now, chasing the vision of a dead woman, Dr. Crow finds himself in the haunted town of Wormwood, where evil lurks in the shadows and stains the souls of its inhabitants. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 22, Opening Books That Can't Be Closed, written by Jeremiah Allen. Yes, sirree. Right as rain. Boarding this broken window up was the smartest thing to do. I can see the logic in it now. Some pretty brave amigos followed that Xander Crow fella up to the farm, didn't they? <laughs> Probably coming back to break the glass again. Yes, sirree. Boards it is. Well, she loved this house, remember? Mm, of course you do, dog. You were just a little floppy-eared bark pup back then, but I knowed you'd still remember Miss Elsie D. As much time as you spent tagging along after her, wagging that fat tail of yours. One of the few things I can remember anymore, I reckon. She done had me build this house from the ground up and wouldn't take no for an answer. She never did, no siree. I'd be out here in the summer sun, sweating up a storm, and she'd come up with a glass of lemonade. You expecting company, little Abner? Well, I do declare. Dexter Nolan, yesterday. How'd you get out here all by yourself, Lonesome? I didn't. I brought him, Mr. Bloomington. Rachel, my eyes must be plumb tuckered out. I, I, I didn't see you standing there. <laughs> That's not surprising. I didn't expect you back out here so soon, either. Oh, sorry, the house is a mess. That, that Dr. Crow, he had some rowdy friends. Had some rowdy friends over. <laughs> Where's Jacob? I don't recall you two spending time apart these days. We're going somewhere. But it's not something we can bring Dexter along for, and we're kind of in a hurry. Jacob's at the diner talking to Deidre. We need you to keep an eye on him for an hour or two while we're gone. Make sure he's safe. You're the only one we trust to do it. Uh, you kids these days. Cryptic, cryptic, cryptic. <laughs> hey, where's your mom? Rachel won't tell me. I think they're trying to keep it a secret. Like they're maybe throwing me a birthday party or something. I turned seven in two months. Hey, is that a dog? Wow, Mr. Bloomington, I didn't know you had a dog. Best dog ever born, yes sirree. Little Abner's a man's best friend. 
Will you watch him for a while, Mr. Bloomington? Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing, Rachel, and I don't rightly like it. Too much cloak and dagger the last two weeks. I don't like it, no siree. Something's brewing out there in town, and... Oh, well, I'm sorry about the mess. I didn't expect you kids back so soon. No siree. Dr. Crow brought some friends over. Where's Jacob? Mr. Bloomington, we need your help. We can talk about Crow's friends when Jacob and I get back, okay? I just need you to watch Dexter for a little while. <laughs> I think little Abner's already accepted the job yesterday. Awesome. Did you hear that, Dexter? You're going to spend the evening with Mr. Bloomington and Lola Abner out here at the farmhouse. All right? When will you be back? I'll be back after dark, Dex. You'll already be asleep. Oh, hey, sis. Since you're going to the library, will you bring me back a book? A book? Mom won't let me go to the library since Emily died. Dex. You don't have to if it's a big deal. It's not. Do you want that one with the black cauldron and the hairy raccoon thing again? Nah, I'm tired of that one. You used to read it to me all the time, remember? It doesn't matter what, so long as it's something new. I'll see what I can do, Dex. You won't be mad if I forget, will you? You're a good sister. You won't forget. I love you, Dex. I love you too, Rachel. Got any bacon yet, Deidre? Sorry, Jonesy, but we're experiencing a severe bacon crisis. That's disappointing on a cosmic level. Kafka couldn't have written it any better. Oh, beggars can't be choosers, hon. You need anything else? Lots of things I want, Deidre, but nothing I need. Deidre, we need to talk. Christ almighty, Jacob. What's the matter with you? I ran as fast as I could to get here. We need to talk. Oh, I'm all ears. Well, not out here. In the back. Well, come on, then. Jonesy, you mind watching the store for me? Oh, sure, sure. I can't imagine putting a degree from Harvard to any better use. What's this all about, Jacob? Pardon the expression, but you look like you've seen a ghost. I wish that were my only problem, Deidre. There's something crazy going on, and my parents are trying to kill me. Oh, you can't be serious. Rachel and I went to the quarry and got chased around by these guys in hoods and only got away by hiding in one of the abandoned mine shafts. And when we were down there, though, one of their cell phones went off, and my dad was taking me home from the library, and his phone had the exact same ringtone. A lot of people have the same ringtones, Jacob. Not all of them have the Breakfast Club theme, Deidre. It can't be a coincidence. These were the same people that were after us the night Rachel disappeared, the ones that got scared off by the Muddy Man. My dad was one of them. If your dad is a part of this whole conspiracy, why didn't he just kill you in your sleep? I don't know. I keep going over and over it in my head, and nothing makes sense. There's something else, though. Rachel overheard her mom talking to Lynette, and, well, we think the book club might be a cover for whoever's after us. Think about it. My parents, her mom, and Lynette, and they're always having these meetings, but you never see any of them reading. I don't know why it didn't click before, but it's been right in front of our faces the whole time. Well, you should tell Sheriff Bradley. Mrs. Bradley's husband? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. What do you intend to do? I don't know. Rachel thinks we should just run, but I... I need to know why this is happening. I need to know what's happened to Rachel, and the only way to get to the bottom of it all is to find out what's going on with this book club. You're going to what? Follow them? I I don't know, Jacob. That sounds awfully dangerous. I think maybe Rachel's right. Maybe you two should just get out of town for a while. No. 
No, I'm doing this. Now that's a look I recognize. Okay, so I can't talk you out of this. Here's what I can do. What are you doing? Well, I've lived a lot of lives, Jacob. I was a lot of different people in a lot of different places before I wound up in Wormwood. Bouncing around isn't something I'm proud of, and not something I tell a whole lot of people. But it's what I used to do. During one of those lives, I learned to read cards. Cards, palms, I used to think all those carniacs were just smoking mirrors, but they are not. I don't understand. I hid this cigar box back here the day I bought this place, and it hasn't been moved since. There's something wicked going on in this town. The muddy man, people dying, people coming back as ghosts. I've been to Père Lachaise, Jacob, and I've never felt anything even half as palpable as the cloud hanging over Wormwood. Whatever's going on, you and Rachel are at the heart of it, and... I want you to have this for whatever trouble you run into. Deirdre. It's the most famous handgun in history, Jacob. There's magic to it. But I won't tell you where it came from or you wouldn't use it. So take it. I can't use a gun. I've never even held one before. I told you there's a magic to it. I wouldn't even know where to start putting bullets in. Well, you don't have to, because it's already loaded. I... Okay, I've got to go, Deidre. I'm not sure if I should be thanking you or... One last thing, Jacob. Whatever happens, you need to keep your head straight. Remember why you're here. Ask yourself why Rachel's still here. Don't most ghosts hang around because they haven't been buried? Did she tell you that, Jacob? Well, um, not exactly. You don't have to say anything. I can tell by the look in your eyes that she did, but you've got to ask yourself. Do you love her? What? She must love you very much, Jacob, or she wouldn't have come back to help you. It's got nothing to do with buried bodies and everything to do with earthly attachments. I didn't understand it at first, but Rachel... Rachel is dead, honey, and there ain't no coming back. Do you know how this is going to end? The only way it can end? You've got to let her go, Jake. You've got to move on. Holy crap, guys, I did it! I found a way to communicate with Rachel. You guys are always like, oh, oh, look how badass I am because I can see the ghost girl. But check it out, I can do it now too. A Parker Brothers Ouija board? Yeah, man. How rocking is that? I can totally be like... Yo, Rachel, do you think I'm hot? And she'll totally have to answer, honestly, because these things are like the truth serum for dead people. I don't think it works that way, Jimmy. It's gotta work that way, Jakey boy. I totally blew all my last $20 on it. And you know the details, man, wouldn't make a bum deal. So where's she at? Bring her over here, man. Come on. I wanna know if she watching me when I'm taking a pee. She's not here. What? (laughs) Damn it. When's my time, Lord? When's my time? I've really gotta go. Where you going, brah? I could totally give you a ride on my moped. I gave Dr. Crow a ride earlier and he was all like, This is the most marvelous thing since tea and naughty shops. I think I'm gonna walk. Think about what I said, Jacob. I... Goodbye, Deidre.
Dahlia, and Jonathan, I'm not pleased by this turn of events. Bob and the others will continue the search, but you know how important he is. How could you let him slip away? We'll find him, Lynette. We're not jailers. Honestly, I thought Rachel... gone. I, I don't know. He just seems so complacent. I thought we could just wait it out and see. This could ruin everything. You let a six-year-old boy slip through your fingers, so don't tell me This that isn't I... the time to cast blame, Jonathan. Then why are you... John, stop. Lynette, listen. We know what's at stake, but this is difficult. First, Peggy. Now you two. Do I need to be concerned? No, no. Lynette, we're... We know what we have to do. Good. Then let's find Jacob before anything else happens. Then we'll proceed as planned. But, as we agreed, one at a time, we wait now. We wait for a sign. It already gave us a sign once, Jonathan. I just want to be certain that it's necessary to sac- Don't say it! Jonathan, Dahlia, I know this has not been easy for you. For any of you, you are my most trusted colleagues. You were chosen because you understood the greater design. We do understand, don't we, Jonathan? I... Yes. But... We wait for the sign. Yes. It should give us the sign any day now, since we took away its television privileges. What if it's angry with us now? I've lived with this secret for longer than the two of you. Trust me when I tell you that it can't live without watching another episode of Deal or No Deal. Okay, okay. So what do we do? Go home. Get some sleep. Early to bed, early to rise. Lynette, thank you. We do understand what is at stake. It's just not always easy. Oh, my dear. I do understand. Truly. Damn it! See? I knew something was up. Look at them all gathered in the dark like that. Okay, so let's think about this. We know Lynette's involved. And your parents. And that was Mr. Gildenstern driving off earlier. Does that mean they sent him to spy on us at school? If he never would have started subbing, we never would have wanted to walk down to the quarry in the first place. And they wouldn't have had such a prime opportunity to, to attack us. Who knows how long they've been planning this. We can't trust anyone. We don't know about Sheriff Bradley, though. What? His wife has just been hiding this life from him? I seriously doubt it. God, my mom and dad... I just can't believe it. Hey, at least they haven't succeeded in murdering you yet. Yet? Rach, you think you could phase into the library and do some recon? The library? Please. Okay. But only for you. I'll be back in a second. I can't walk through the walls. But how's that possible? You walk through everything else. If I knew why, do you think I'd have such a confused look on my face? Sorry. There's so much weirdness about this place that it kind of makes sense for anything that applies out here not to apply in there. Maybe we can make a step stool out of something and peek in the windows. Is this? That's an old TV. What in the hell is a TV doing in library bushes? 
Who cares, so long as we can stand on it? I guess so. How did your conversation with Deidre go? It... it was alright. Why the hesitation, Jake? Something happened at the diner? No, I just... If our parents are in on it, it's hard to get rid of these feelings of distrust. At least Jimmy Details is a safe bet. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, let's just get this thing up against the side of the building and see what we can see. Do you see anything? I see a bunch of books, if that counts. Nobody's in there? Apparently not. It still might not be safe, though. <laughs> Maybe we were abducted by aliens and lost ten minutes. I mean, someone could have gone back in in the meantime. But that doesn't make any sense. I can count the number of things that make sense on one hand right now. They could have snuck into the circulation office, for all I know. We should move the TV over and take a look. The circulation office is on the exposed side of the building, and I don't think you want to be answering questions as to why you're... Jake. Questions as to why I'm Jake? No! Remember that time in the quarry when I just... I knew there was a mine shaft we could hide in, but I had no idea how I knew it? I just had that same weird tingling feeling again. In a good way? I don't know, but whatever we're looking for is underground. The library has a basement. That's impossible. We've been in and out of this building since we were kids, and it's always been an ugly one-story shack. Then you've got to prepare yourself for the eventuality that everything you know is wrong. Mr. Bloomington? Huh? Have you ever forgotten something really important? I'm an old, old man, sonny boy. I should be Grandpa Cedric ten times over by now. Yes, sirree. I've forgotten more important things than a little guy like you has even had important things. <laughs> it's about a growing wrinkles, they say. Everyone says I drowned at Emily Saunders, and I don't remember. Not one bit, no sirree, eh? Uh-uh. Hmm. Yeah, well, they said the same thing about me when I was a kid. That you drowned? Uh-huh, yeah. It's been years since the whole thing crossed my mind. Started remembering the talk when... You and your sister showed up at my front door. People whispered and pointing when I went by. I couldn't have been any older than you when it happened. No siree, but they they still threw rocks and called me a devil. I don't want them to call me names. Oh, I don't suspect anybody does. Do you remember drowning her? I mean... Huh? Uh, nope. Flashes of stuff before and after, but never the event itself. Been almost 70 years, though. Don't tell him what else I forgot. Cedric, I feel funny. Eh? Cedric? Dexter? Don't you remember me, Cedric? Whatever you are, that boy's been through enough. Now get out of there! But it's time. After all these years, it's finally time. Margaret? You drowned him, Cedric. I didn't mean to. I know you didn't, Cedric. That's why I'm here. Dexter is a medium, much like you were when we were a child. And Lisa's going to do the same things I made you do, Cedric. We did it. Do you understand? It's no more his fault than it was yours. I'm sorry, Margaret. I'm sorry. You have nothing to be sorry for. Neither does Dexter. I'm burning your heart. Our deaths were necessary, Cedric. 
necessary. But why? Why, damn it? It's been so long, so long. Emily forgives him, Cedric, as I now forgive you. I have to go now, go now. But make sure he knows I forgive you. Was it necessary for the basement window to be hidden behind the biggest thorn bush in Wormwood? It's not my fault. Jesus! You found it? Buried about five inches under wood chips, but it's here. Can you see anything? Negative. It's dark, and the window's covered in no telling how many years' worth of mud. I still can't face through the wall. I feel so... heavy again. Like when we were in the library before. It's so... strange. Well, we can't just start scraping the mud off, especially if there's someone still down there. One funny noise and we're busted. Here goes nothing, then. Rachel! What in the hell are you doing? I'm finding out why I'm dead. What are you doing? Trying to figure out how you kicked in that window. I figured if I can't walk through things, maybe I'm solid. Right, but why? I don't know, but it explains the heavy feeling. We'll figure it out later. Right now, we need to... Can you hear anybody raising an alarm? No. Then we don't have much to worry about, do we? Okay. Turn on your flashlight, Jake. Let's see what we're dealing with. It's a dusty-ass storeroom. Boxes stacked to the freaking ceiling. Maybe. But I think this is it. This is what? My place of pain. Remember what Deidre said? Yeah, I do. It doesn't hurt, but there's a constant buzzing in my head like I should take a Tylenol pretty soon. If I freak out down there, I'm not sure there's much you'll be able to do. You ready then? Let's do this thing. Are you okay? Ah! Do I look okay? You look like you're ready to hurl. Yeah, and I feel... I feel... Are you gonna faint? No, Jacob, I feel... Like, my hands are cold, and... You're solid again. Oh, Jacob, I could hug you forever. Someone's in here. Douse the light. Maybe we're hearing things. Can you see in the dark like you did the mine? Not here. Should we risk the light again? If someone's down here, we're already screwed, so we might as well. Still just a bunch of boxes. I guess that's probably a coat rack over there. What in the hell were they doing down here? Shouldn't there be a meeting table or a... Yearbook! Why would they have a yearbook down here? Do you ever let me finish my sentences? Look! Shine the light back near that corner over there. What's that on the floor? One of our high school yearbooks! Why is it lying out like that when everything else is stuffed into boxes? This keeps getting weirder and weirder by the minute. (sighs) Stop being such a wussy and find a light switch. If no one's down here, we might as well be able to see what's going on. Not much light. I don't understand. What's so special about this book? Wait, wait. Turn back a few pages. Look, our pictures. They've been circled in red marker. Is that marker? But that's it. Just us. Oh, no. What? Over there, Rach. Look. The floor's been dug up. No. No. That's the shirt you were wearing at the quarry, and... That's the rest of me, isn't it? My bones. 
Oh god. <laughs> Cedric was right. <laughs> Everyone's right. I kept refusing to believe it, but <sighs> I'm really dead, aren't I? <laughs> I didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> it's okay, Rachel. I got you. Oh, Jacob. This isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> We're supposed to be at a movie or... I wanted to tell you that... <laughs> episode of Wormwood. Created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers, Wormwood is an original podcast produced by Habit Forming Films, LLC, featuring the cast of Season 1 characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Parozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Brezier, Phineas Tibbert, and your announcer. Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Cedric Bloomington. Coralie Nickars as Emily Saunders and Deidre Frost. Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder. Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan. Dave Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel. Zachary Fawkes as Brent Saunders and Charles Edison. Cheyenne Besides as Lamora Haskell and Katrina Edison. Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley. Chris Blaylock as Dr. Pete Menno and Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details and Jonesy. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Staff writers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Alsbaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta. Executive producers, David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. Sound effects engineered by Chris Sahakian. Copyright 2007, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast and writers and individual episode credits, visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. This is the most marvelous thing since tea and naughty shops. Naughty, naughty shops. Jacob, what is it with you and Star Trek and alien abductions? Total nerd. <laughs> interstellar, An interstellar erotica. Interstellar and, erotica. And, and drawing me while I'm on the toilet. Hello? He's up, Tiger. <laughs> you posed. <laughs> I don't remember posing for that. Um, yes, you do.